This is the Real Estate Foundation, your show for massive action with proven results. Raise your life and your legacy with real estate. Are you ready to take your multifamily game to the next level? Well, you need to join us October 12th, Saturday, October 12th, for our one-day multifamily foundation workshop. We're going to bring it to you live. We got a list of 15 speakers that are going to go through the process of everything it takes to get your mind right, get the deal right, learn the terms, understand the markets, learn how to find the deals, learn how to underwrite the deals, learn how to put your team together, everything from property managers to brokers to insurance companies. Beyond that, what's the property? way to raise funds for a deal and how to close a deal and what to do after you take over a deal. So it's going to be a huge event. It's going to be awesome for you to join us. Got a great space. It's going to be here in New Jersey, in Springfield, New Jersey. Of course, it's going to be a one-day event, but we got everything packed in from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Right now, if you put in the code WORKSHOP, you're going to get a special discount. And again, that code is WORKSHOP. You need to go to multifamilyfoundationworkshop.com. Again, www.multifamilyfoundationworkshop.com multifamilyfoundationworkshop.com and go fast because we've sold a ton of tickets for this. I actually was able to get a bigger room, so but that's filling up quickly as well. So again, www.multifamilyfoundationworkshop.com, put in the code uh, workshop. There we go. Got that down and look forward to seeing you so we can all take massive action together. Thanks for coming back with us today. We are super excited because we have two awesome wholesalers with us today, Corey Reed and Gabe Paolella. Hey guys, how you doing? What's up, Jason? Hey, Thanks Jason. For Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm psyched to have you guys. And here's a little bit more about Gabe and Corey. Corey Reed is the co-founder and CEO of the Moriah Group. Did I say that correctly, Moriah Group? Yeah, more or less. It's Moirai, but you know everyone calls it Moirai, so we're used to it. <laughs> All right, perfect, perfect. You guys keep correcting me here. And that more, so the Moirai Group is a New Jersey-based full-service real estate investment firm centered around wholesaling with participation in residential development, multifamily acquisition, and syndication. Uh, Corey comes from a sales background turned real estate with over 10 years experience working in enterprise sales from seven several Fortune 500 companies, most recently, which is CoStar. Um, now, we also have Gabe. Gabe Polalela is the co-founder and managing member at the Morai Group, uh, specifically, Gabe Heads Morai's Properties, the residential affiliate of TMG. Uh, again, they specialize in wholesaling and development across North and Central Jersey. So guys, super excited to have you on the show today. So talk to us a little bit. Where was the point that, just take us back to the beginning. Where was that transition working in a, you know, a, a corporate world, moving into real estate? What was that transition? What basically pinpointed that destination? Yeah, so I mean, I could take you back quite a ways, but uh, I mean, it, it's been an insane journey and insane ride to get to this point. Um, but yeah, I, I personally come from from corporate America and the sales, uh, you know, industry specifically. So I um, started off really in the exercise science uh, realm of things, completely nothing to do with real estate. Um, but I met uh, our other business partner, who's not on the call with us today, uh, out in LA. Um, I lived in California for a little bit while I was doing some work out there. And, um, you know, he just said, look, man, I, there's a lot of people that are making money in real estate. We should try and do something in real estate. And I said to him, I, I don't know a thing about real estate, man. Like, what would we, what would we do? And our initial idea was, well, what if we just bought properties and we just Airbnb them out to people? And, and 
so that was kind of like the spark that, you know, and then we started obviously attending events and, and things of that nature. And I ended up moving back out here to Jersey and that's kind of where this whole thing began. Um, so we started off with three partners. It was myself, uh, our, our partner that couldn't be on the call today. His name is Omar. And then, uh, there was another guy, his name was Josh. And, um, so Josh actually is the person that brought Gabe to us. So we were in need of an acquisitions manager big time initially because we were all still working our, our own jobs and we didn't have you know, time. I guess that's probably how most people start. You know, you have another job and you got to make things happen. You know, you got you to spend time in both, in both lanes. So we need an acquisition manager desperately and Josh uh, knew Gabe. Um, and this was back when Gabe was still in college and, and he brought him to us and said, hey, man, do you want to make some extra money? Uh, you know, going and doing some acquisitions for us on the side. So that's, that's how Gabe, you know, got brought in and then, you know, paths um, went different ways. And Josh, you know, uh, you know, progressed more into the corporate uh, world and in sales and he's doing really well in that. But, um, you know, Gabe stayed with us full time and then became a, a partner in the company. And now, you know, heads up, you know, a lot of the, um, you know, the development and dispositions work for us. Um, and, uh, so, I mean, that's how, that's how we've really gotten to this point. But now, you know, we're full-time in, into this business and we've, um, you know, grown the company pretty substantially over the last you know, year and a half. And, uh, you know, we continue to grow and learn every day. Awesome. Well, well talk to me, what, what is the core focus of the business? So, at this point, the core focus would be, you know, the wholesaling aspect of the business. That's really the big revenue generator for us at the moment. Um, and that's kind of the foundation that makes all the other wheels turn in the company. Um, so we do have obviously other aspects of the company, uh, that focus more on, on, on the development side and then on the acquisition side for, for larger assets. But the wholesaling business really is the cash generator that we want to be able to use that money to obviously open up and funnel that money into other investments and other businesses. So, uh, wholesaling is the primary mode of our business at the current given time. Awesome. And, and Gabe, when you actually got approached and said, hey, do you want to take over acquisitions? What, what was your initial thought, right? You're still in college. You're, you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life as we all are in that state of college. And you get brought into this real estate realm. It sounds exciting. It sounds invigorating. But what was that initial thought and how'd you make that transition and, and maybe even explain it to your parents? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was definitely a, an interesting approach. So, you know, like Corey said, I, I was really good friends with, with the other partner who we originally had Josh and he introduced me to Corey and, you know, it was interesting to, to be able to have something where I was making some money on the side, um, as well as working with my friends. Um, and you know, as, as we started just becoming more and more successful, obviously it, it, the choice became obvious and, you know, obviously the parents were supportive once, once we were kind of off the ground and making money and, you know, kind of had it at a, at a full scale business, which we're at now, which is, which is such a blessing. Awesome. And talk to us about your team. How has the team set up today? What are the functions of the team and what are the roles that each of you carry out? Yeah, sure. So I'm pretty much um, manning kind of the day-to-day operations of the wholesaling company. Um, you know, making offers to sellers, marketing our properties to buyers, um, you know, all, all of that, you know, kind of day-to-day operations. Um, Omar is, uh, he's actually still out in California right now. So he kind of, um, he's our transaction coordinator. He deals with all of our contracts, all of our underwriting um, on the multifamily acquisition side, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And Corey is um, kind of does a little bit of everything. So <laughs> awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would agree. Gabe is is uh is definitely an essential role in the in the company, and he's more or less our boots on the ground here. So you know he's doing everything from meeting with sellers to you know selling the deals to to buyers on the on the sales side, and um and then you know my 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 role and Omar's role, we we more or less take a a more virtual approach to it. So still doing things to progress the company, obviously, but a little bit less involved in the uh, the day-to-day operations work, you know, the physicality work, that's where Gabe is just crushing it for us. And um, everyone who's listening to this podcast, we will be looking to, uh, to hire some new team. Awesome. And so question for you, you, guys uh, you know, really investment business, please feel free to reach out. And you guys have had so much success in the business so quickly, right? And a lot of people will start out in wholesaling and they just really have a difficult time getting traction and really getting going. What do you, what would you say are some of the keys to your success to really one, be able to ramp up, but two, be able to sustain the success, the success of the business? Yeah. Two, two really crucial points that I'll point out there, Jason is um, one, I think you have to treat it like a business. I think too many people treat wholesaling like a side income or, or even if they're in it full time, like a job, you know, it's, it's me who does it. And you know, I do all the operations and they don't really have it, uh, you know, aligned like a, like a traditional business would be. And so I think that's one of the big things that's allowed us to be so successful is from the very beginning, we had a vision for what we wanted to do with this. So from day one, we knew we want to operate this as a business and we want to grow this into something that's pretty large scale. And so treating it like that has always allowed us to, to grow. Um, and then also, um, I think that uh, th- that's really the biggest component, but sticking with it too. I think too many people will face some adversity um, or they don't get a deal right away and then they just kind of you know, cut the whole operation down. Uh, and I can tell you that that is one of the, the most challenging things in this business and it's something that you have to overcome to be successful. There's a lot of adversity in this, especially early on if you're having to deal with working another job, if you're still learning the ropes, uh, you know, you don't have a huge buyer's list yet. You're not very well known. Um, it's, it's extremely challenging. And, you know, our first deal, it was almost, I mean, we almost went bankrupt right before, you know, we got our first deal. And then again, after we got our first deal, um, you know, I have pictures on Facebook of us digging through a dumpster during our first deal. Um, and I think most people would have thrown in the towel at that point, but that was just the beginning for us. It was a terrible experience, but a, but an insane learning experience. And, Every deal that you know, every every failure that you have is just a learning block that progresses you. Um, so consistency and treating your like a business would be my uh, you know top two tips for people that want to get into this and and really grow something. Yeah, I love that. Right, it's those who don't learn from their mistakes are the ones that don't get anywhere. So good for you guys. Good to carry on and looking at what you're doing today with all the marketing, right? Building your buyers list. What is your focus for marketing? Is it direct mail? Are we doing a PPC? How are you guys really hitting the masses? Yeah. So direct mail is our bread and butter for finding deals. Um, you know, so you find a list like tax delinquent or you know code violation or out of state owners. You know, anyone who's going to be, you know distressed and, and looking to sell a property quick or is going to have a property that needs a lot of repairs um, for the seller side um, direct mail is by far the best that, that you're going to get um, for buyers. It's, it's a lot different because you know, there's, there's a million ways where you could reach these guys. Um, we find that the best thing to do is to, is to really go and dig into the land records and find out who's buying properties where and um, 
you know, then you really find the most serious people who are, who are actually buying properties. There's a lot of people out here who, who want to flip and who want to do this stuff, but mm-hmm. we find it's best to really go and find the, the, the really heavy investors. Sure. And how do you target your markets? What, what are some things that stand out to you to, to know where you want to market to? Sure. So we have, uh, you know, definitely certain types of areas that, that work best for us. Um, you know, definitely the lower income areas um, are always going to be big for wholesaling because there's lots of transactions going on in, you know, places like Newark, Elizabeth, uh, Trenton here in Jersey are, are big. I know, um, you know, around the country, places like Atlanta are, are really big wholesaling markets. Philly is huge. Um, but, you know, also kind of like blue collar towns work a lot as well. Um, you know, kind of that kind of lower middle income area are always going to be, um, you know, people looking to sell their properties for people starting in wholesaling. And, and even for us, we like to stay out of those upper middle class, upper income areas because, you know, there's just not a lot of, not a lot of inventory and not a lot of, um, not a lot of distress in those areas. Even if somebody has a situation where most people would need to sell, typically they got enough money to kind of get themselves out of it, you know? Yeah, I love it. And where your business started, right? That first deal that almost took you over the edge where you guys are able to sustain and go forward. What does your business look like today? How many deals are you trying to transact? You know, I don't know if you're trying to track it over a month or quarter or year. What does the volume look like today? So we don't really track in terms of, of number of deals. I mean, we do obviously keep track of the number of deals we do, but we, we're more so concerned with our revenue and our, and our profit. So making sure that we're generating the amount of revenue that we want to generate and then keeping our profit margins where we want them. So, um, you know, starting back then, I mean, we did that first deal and then it was, you know, several months before we were able to do any more deals. But I mean, regularly right now we have, if you count our deals that we have that we're actually marketing and then the deals that we have under contract and attorney review that'll be coming out soon, we have 16 active deals going on literally right now this month. Um, So it's, you know, we're doing anywhere from, you know, eight to, 16 deals a month on any given month. And, uh, you know, we're only trying to grow that. So that's right now, that's just in a few counties here in New Jersey. I think later on this year, we'll be expanding out into different markets and, you know, taking a more uh, of a virtual approach. Um, and, and a lot of different markets, you're able to do that here in Jersey. You're restricted a lot with the, the MLS systems being so, you know, spread out and just not very good to be honest with you. And, um, you know, a lot of dealing with a lot of municipalities and a lot of attorneys involved here in New Jersey that you're not going to deal with in different marketing. So, but again, that's a barrier to entry. So, um, you know, a lot of the people that do this virtually aren't able to enter a market like New Jersey. So I think it's a competitive advantage to us there, but I mean, that's what our business looks like right now from a, from a deal standpoint. And, um, you know, our average assignment fee to date is right around $23,000. So I guess you kind of do the math on that. Um, you know, with, with areas like New Jersey where the, the spreads are a little bit bigger, you know, your, your after repair values are a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can work in more of a spread than if you're dealing with a market, you know, the Southeast where the home prices are lower or a Pittsburgh where you're buying properties for, you know, $10,000 and the ARVs aren't higher. You know, you don't you probably don't get that type of spread. So a lot of benefits to being in New Jersey, a lot of challenges, but a lot of benefits. Yeah. And you made a great point there, right? You guys are tracking, you're not worried about the deal numbers or the number of deals. You're worried about the revenue of the profit margin, right? So, so at that point you could do a hundred deals, but if you're making negative money on each deal, what is that really getting you? But you're really focused on that number, exactly. zoning it down to know exactly where you need to start. You know, how many letters are we sending out to get how many appointments to get how yep. many contracts, to get, how many closings. Yep. And that, that's absolutely awesome guys. If moving into a virtual 
approach going to new markets, what would be some of the first things you're going to focus on for a market to look at it from a virtual perspective? So from a virtual perspective, you have to change things up, uh, you know, pretty drastically than, than if you're there boots on the ground, right? Because you, you can't physically be there. So you can't go interact with the sellers. You know, you can't go and physically observe the property. Um, so you need to build a team for one, just like you guys do in the multifamily world, right? The team is everything since you're not, you know, living in that particular market. So it's the same thing with wholesaling. You need a team. So you need people who, you know, can essentially run to the property, be able to take photographs for you, show it to buyers. So once you've built out that team, you know, you, along with the team, you should have MLS access so you can effectively, you know, evaluate these properties and make offers. But we feel like it's important to be able to make offers uh, over the phone virtually. So trying to build as much rapport in one phone call uh, with a seller as possible and being able to make them a phone call right over the phone. So in order to do that, you have to be able to effectively use that MLS system um, and evaluate deals in a very quick manner, build a lot of rapport very quickly. But the upside to that is, right, is if I can make a seller an offer over the phone and you're another wholesaler in the market and you sent them a mail piece, you're never going to get the phone call. They're never going to call you. You're never going to have the chance to go out and, and do a, an appointment with them and a walkthrough and all the steps that we take here in New Jersey uh, because I'll be already locking up the deal over the phone, sending them a contract via DocuSign and, you know, progressing to the next step. So those are the things that, and you definitely need a team, I feel like, uh, of acquisitions managers that can handle the inbound call volume if you're doing direct mail or if you're cold calling people that are, you know, calling these sellers up and, uh, you know, initiating these conversations that lead to the transaction. So it's, you know, it's definitely not going to be the same as what the operation that we have going on here just in New Jersey where it's manageable by three people. We will definitely need to uh, form a team of acquisitions managers and we need to build a big buyers list, right? So that's, that's the other key component that I feel like a lot of people miss. You can have the best deal in the world, but if you don't have anybody to sell it to, you don't make any money. So uh, our goal is to build a massive buyers list before we enter the market, have a lot of connections in that market, have a team, and then be able to enter the market successfully. So we don't want to be one of the people that don't have things set up uh, beforehand and enter the market, don't do well. All of our KPIs are not performing or uh, are, are not showing that we're doing well in that market. And so we think, oh, the market's not good and we exit the market, which is what I see a lot of people do. I think if you have a good setup beforehand and you really know what's going on in the market and you're prepared to enter the market, then you set yourself up for success. And, we, and that's, that's essentially our goal. That's awesome, guys. And Gabe, you're going on a lot of these face-to-face appointments. What, what are some of the things that stand out to you that you, you really have to make sure you're doing in terms of building rapport? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, um, people in these situations want to work with somebody that they trust. Um, you know, the, you know, it can be a little sketchy for people, you know, selling a house in cash, you know, for, for much lower than, you know, what it may be worth. Um, you just need to make sure that they're comfortable with you, comfortable with the process, um, that they feel like they're getting treated fairly. Um, you know, the, the way that I always like to describe it to them is, uh, you know, when you're selling a real estate asset, any kind of asset, it's probably the same in the commercial world for you guys. Uh, there's time, there's speed. Or I'm sorry, there's, there's time, there's money, and there's convenience. We can give you time and convenience, but we can't give you money. Now, if you want to list it with a realtor, mm-hmm. might take a year, might take nine months, might take six months, who knows. It's not convenient because you've got people coming over your house, you know, every week you've got open houses, you've got all that. 
but you get, you know, the full market value. So, you know, it's all about options and it's all about, you know, we may be the best option for you, or maybe there's a, a great realtor we could refer you to. So at the end of the day, I just tell them that we're here to provide you with another option. And if that option is for you, then great. We'd love to work with you. If not, you know, best of luck. So, you know, it's all about just kind of not getting too, um, you know, too, too honed up on one deal. You know, we, we've got lots of deals. I go on tons of appointments every week. So, you know, it's really just about having an abundance mindset with it as well. That's awesome. And now you're, you're both, you're, the group is moving into the multifamily arena. How will you use the marketing tools that you currently are using? How will you, or will you at all use them to now find sellers of multifamily properties? Sure. Definitely. That's a, that's an awesome question. We actually were just discussing this the other night and I think it gives us uh, you know, I think it gives us a, an upper hand in a sense as far as acquisitions goes in multifamily because a lot of people don't know about all the marketing channels and, and how to effectively uh, market in a business. Um, you know, like, and that, that's the bread and butter of what you have to be. At the end of the day, as a wholesaler, you're, you know, you're a marketing specialist, right? Your job is to market to sellers. And then once you have a deal, be able to market it to buyers. So you're, you're really just in the marketing business, right? So we want to apply that same, um, you know, some of those similar strategies on the multifamily side. Um, and I, I know the multifamily, you know, the, the commercial industry as a whole, you know, still is, it's not, uh, I, I feel like it's not completely modernized in, in the fact that a lot of people don't use, you know, today's, you know, marketing strategies in that business. And it's still very broker driven and, you know, very, you know, personal and face-to-face -face and, and, and slow at times. So I feel like if we can apply a lot of these strategies that we're using to reach sellers and buyers on the residential side, then, you know, our chances of being able to secure a lot of uh, properties on the commercial side uh, increase, you know, pretty drastically. It's just about mastering everything else that goes into it, right? To being able to effectively underwrite the deals, obtain financing, hmm all of those things. And I feel like if we, you know, we partner with other great people, other, you know, great operators, um, you know, we set ourselves up for a great success. We can provide that, you know, that marketing aspect and hopefully be able to provide, you know, quality deals and then partnering with somebody who, you know, understands the management, the underwriting, um, you know, which obviously we, we, we do understand ourselves, but, you know, being newer to the game, it'd be great to partner with a, you know, an amazing operator and kind of bring the two, uh, bring the two businesses together and, and create something special there. So that's, that's the approach we're going to bring to it. I love it guys. And that's been great and great feedback for people to think about that when they're moving from one real estate space to the other, right? Where, where can I add value and where can I help my situation along by also helping others? So let's, let's move the show into more about personal development side of it. How are you both being so productive in your days? You, you have a lot going on in your business. There's a lot of moving parts. What are some of the key strategies that you do in terms of having a very productive work day? Hmm, that's a good one. So, I mean, for me, um, it's all about just, just making sure that you're using your, the spaces in between times efficiently because I've, you know, kind of going from space to space. Um, we're in four counties at this point. So, uh, it's, can be quite a bit of driving at some point. So, I mean, it's always important for me if, if I've got a time window um, that I'm just prioritizing my most important tasks, you know, I, I will typically uh, write down in a notebook today um, everything that I have to accomplish in order from the most important to the least important. And I cross off all of those things whenever I have time, you know, whether it's calls I have to make, emails, 
um, you know, marketing, whatever it is, I, I'm always just, you know, doing my necessary obligations and then going through all of those tasks, uh, most important to least important until everything's done. Right. It all, it all boils down to, t to time management and efficiency with time, right? So if you have good systems in place for your business and good processes and, uh, you know, it keeps people on track and it keeps people accountable. Um, so they know what, you know, what they have to do. So Gabe at any given time, he knows that, you know, I have to do X, Y, and Z tasks. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he's able to then block out time. And if I have time in between appointments, that's where the time efficiency comes into play. Um, but you have to be able to provide people within your business, the, the building blocks, you know, the processes to effectively do that. And I think that that's one thing we've put, we've spent a lot of time into. And I know I have personally building out our CRM so that we aren't, you know, losing time, um, doing, you know, meaningless tasks, you know, a lot of the, the, the CRM and the technology takes care of a lot of things for us and a lot of the workflows that we've built to do things automatically without us having to spend a lot of that manual time and labor doing it. So I feel like if you can automate a lot of things, it's going to help you tremendously. And if you just have good systems in place that keep people on track um, so they're not just jumbled, I think you set yourself up for success and you're not wasting a lot of time, um, you know, getting nothing done essentially every every second that you spend should be something that's you know getting you closer to uh you know transacting something or, or bringing dollars to your business so you and you've both had a large success also working with omar through your partnership here for someone listening who, who's thinking about bringing on a partner or even looking for a partner what would be some of the key attributes that they should focus on when just contemplating whether a partner is a right fit for them and their business model. I mean, they have to be, the vision has to be aligned. Um, so that's, that's one thing that I think is, is key. And we've dealt obviously a lot with, with partnerships through this and we've had several different partnerships and, you know, some partnerships work and some don't, and you start to figure out, you know, what are some of the common denominators of why a partnership works and why it doesn't. And one mm -hmm. of the ones that seems to always come up is, is the vision. If your vision's not aligned, if one person wants to do, you know, multifamily and another person wants to do wholesaling or one person's goal is to build a, you know, multi-million dollar company that employs, you know, hundreds of people and another person's vision is to uh, retire themselves and, and go to the beach every day. Uh, if your goals don't align, then, you know, the, I feel like the, it, it just doesn't work, right? Because you're, you're in a boat uh, and you're both rowing two different ways. So you're not getting anywhere. So that's, that's, key things that I would, and, and obviously morals and ethics, right? So that's, it's big within our company, you know, especially in a, it, we, we feel like we are in a service industry. We're providing services to, uh, to sellers and it's just very important to maintain integrity and have people within your company, partners that, that have the same uh, beliefs and core values that you do. So, uh, you know, that you're not, uh, you know, wanting to do two different things. One person thinks one thing's right. Another person thinks one thing is, is right. Uh, you know, our goal is to serve people and to give people, like Gabe said, options. And um, so those would be my two answers for you, core values and, uh, and definitely the vision. You have I anything, love Gabe? that. Yeah, I think the, the one thing I would add to that is um, you definitely want to find people who kind of make up for your shortfalls. You know, sure. for example, like Omar, uh, he's, he's been an optical engineer for JPL, which is part of NASA. You know, he does things that I would have no idea how to do. But, uh, you know, on the other hand, um, if he was to go into a property and kind of get a repair estimate, I don't think there's any way that he would be able to do that. And that's something that I can do. So, you know, just if you're looking for partners, you know, find people that, 
that can do the things in your business that, you know, you might not be very good at, and then maybe you can do the things that they're not very good at. So, you know, just be able to, you know, delineate certain parts of the business because, you know, no matter whether you're wholesaling, you're rehabbing, you know, you're doing multifamily, you know, there are a lot of different pieces that need to be done and a lot of different skill sets that you need. And, you know, you just need to have somebody on your team that can do everything. Yeah, those are awesome points, guys. Do you, for each of you, do you have any words you live by or, or, or a company motto? Uh, you know, we don't have a company motto at this point. Um, but like I said, our, our, I think that if we did have a company motto, it would be, you know, serve and be served. So I think if you, if you live by that, you know, you, you can't go wrong, right? If you put yourself in a position where you, you're just there to serve others, then ultimately I think you will find success. Uh, and that's, that's essentially what we do, right? I mean, we're here to, to make money to operate a business, but I think even first and foremost is to serve others and, and make sure that, you know, we can provide value uh, to these people. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I've heard, I've heard that a couple of times come on from you guys, really providing service for your business, serve and be served. I mean, that, that's just spot on. Gabe, anything to add? Uh, I think, I think that's really good. Serve and be served. I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, a lot of the people that you'll work with, if you're wholesaling direct to seller or, um, going to be in bad spots. Um, you know, we deal with a lot of pre foreclosures, a lot of pre probates. Someone just had a, a relative that passed away, you know, people who are tax delinquent, you know, just, just, you know, a lot of people with a lot of problems. And sometimes, you know, the money for you is, is, um, you know, being able to solve those problems for people. And you know, that's where the serve and be served comes. So, uh, you know, like for example, we bought a house from one woman, this was uh, several months ago. She didn't have any money to move and, you know, she needed, you know, about $5,000 and we floated her the $5,000. We got reimbursed that money at closing and, you know, everyone was happy. We might not have gotten the deal done if it wasn't for that. And, you know, she really felt like, uh, you know, we served her and, you know, we made, you know, a, a decent profit off of the deal and, and the, the buyer who bought the deal, um, they actually sold the property and they made a huge profit flipping it. So, you know, everybody wins. We provided the service to everyone and we in turn were, uh, were served with a deal. So it's, it's great. So it's always just about thinking about, um, the other people involved as well yourself. I love it, guys. Guys, this has been an awesome show. We've, we've talked about you know, building a business from that first deal to now doing between 16 and 18 transactions a month here, looking about what it takes to really just have that sustainable business, talking about being service-oriented, what it takes to really be successful in marketing, moving into also virtual marketing, moving into other markets, and even talking about partnerships. Just great stuff here today, guys. Two more questions for you before we let you go. What if there's someone here today that that's just thinking about getting started, whether it's in wholesaling or some other space in real estate, what, what's one actual step they should take, take today to get going? Uh, I think, I think networking is, is huge. So I think two, two big things that we did starting out where we put a lot of time and effort into education. So listening to podcasts like this, um, you know, and educating yourself and then just getting out there and meeting people. There's some things that you just can't learn until you go out and, you know, attend meetups, you talk to people, you, you know, you interact with people that are, that are doing this as their, as their livelihood. So um, you can't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone and go do those things. I mean, you can educate yourself, you know, somewhat behind closed doors, but definitely get out there, attend meetups, you know, go on meetup.com, Facebook, find the meetups, go talk to people, interact. And, um, you know, that's, I think like that's your first step to, uh, to progressing into this business. Awesome. Gabe? 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that, uh, you know, you should start at least trying to, to do it. I mean, if you're looking at wholesaling, it's, it's not capital intensive at all. So if you don't have money, you can kind of start trying. Um, obviously, if you're, if you're flipping or if you're, if you're doing something that you want to be a lot more careful because, uh, you know, one mistake can cost you quite a bit of money. But, you know, find a wholesaler or a realtor who has, you know, investment properties and go look at them, you know. Yeah. You know, just, uh, you know, kind of get yourself out there. Um, I know a lot of people will say, uh, you know, just educate yourself. But, uh, you know, I know people who have been educating themselves for years and haven't done anything. So I think it's important to get yourself out there. Like Corey said, go out and meet people in your market, um, you know, network with people and, uh, you know, eventually you'll, you'll get off the ground, I'm sure. That's awesome. Corey gave awesome stuff. For people that are listening and want to hear more about you, hear more about your group, hear maybe even get on your buyers list, what's the best way to find you? Yeah. So if you want to get on our buyers list, you can definitely always sign up on our website. You can always see our inventory. It's njoffmarketproperties.com. Say that again. It's njoffmarketproperties.com. You can sign up for our cash buyers list. Got all of my information on there. If you'd like to reach out to me, um, you can see our current and past inventory. If you kind of want to get an idea of what kind of deals and areas that we work in. And um, yeah, definitely that's, that's the go-to spot. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, for the people that, uh, you know, want to interact with me a little bit more, find me on Facebook, facebook.com uh, forward slash Corey, uh, C-O-R-Y, Charles, C-H-A-R-L-E-S, Reed, R-E-E-D. And uh, for the people that are looking to get a little bit more information on wholesaling or think that that's something that, that they might be interested in, please go join our Facebook group. It's uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash six, S-I-X, fig. F-I-G, wholesaling. Awesome. awesome. A lot of great information in that group. So definitely make sure you uh, join that if you're interested in the wholesaling industry. Well, Gabe and Corey, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Great stuff. Really looking forward to having you guys back in the future and seeing how you guys are progressing from there. Awesome, man. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thanks again, Jason. This has been great. Awesome. Well, this is Jason with the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast. Huge thank you to Corey and Gabe. Thank you to all the listeners out there. We'll talk to you shortly. Bye now. Mm-hmm.